Hey everybody, welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm Brandon David. We've talked a lot about the booming cannabis market. The segment that benefits maybe more than any other is the retail segment. We got a startup on the show tonight that's got a fresh new solution for retail. Chris, what's going on, man? Thanks hey, for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. So tell honor. us, what's my strength? My strength is working on smart labels for the cannabis space. So the, the basic gist of it is cannabis products right now, they're, um, they tend to be handwritten labels, they're not branded, they're very basic. And so MyStrain does two things. First, we provide a way for dispensaries to generate stylish logos that feature their brands, they're compliant, but they have interactive elements. Um, so that's like a WYSIWYG platform, like you can kind of design a, a logo and tell us a little bit about that. that yeah, platform. sure. So right now, you know, today at over 70% of dispensaries in California, they're using uh, compliant or uh, you know, somewhat generic labels, but there, there's no element of branding there. Mm. Many of them don't feature the dispensary logo, even though the dispensary is selling all of these products. Mm. Uh, a lot of times there's no indication of what the product is other than a handwritten title, which makes it difficult for consumers to recognize. Okay. So there creates this, it, there's this gap and a missed opportunity really. Uh, dispensaries aren't getting their brand out there as much. Consumers are not easily able to Mm -hmm. access information about products. It's a huge missed opportunity. I mean, in a lot of cases, it's like a Ziploc bag and a Sharpie. Right. <laughs> right, which yeah. embarrassingly enough is the truth in a lot of settings. Yeah. Um, and, and if there is branding, like you said, it's from the farmer or it's from some other entity. Why do you think dispensaries are so bad at this to begin with? Um, I think that there are two big reasons. One is that the element of compliance and sensitivity around here makes dispensaries very, very reluctant to attempt creativity in this space. Mm. They know that something that they're ordering, it, it seems okay, other dispensaries are using it. And even though they recognize that it's a missed branding opportunity for them, um, I think that they're, they're concerned about how do I put my own label on here? Where do I put it? I don't wanna reinvent the wheel. So we give them an easy way to do that, but we also add a level of functionality to their labels by, um, yeah, you said it was smart. Yeah, smart. what's smart about it? Okay, so what's smart about it is that we uh, we use uh, our technology. So the MyStrain app is able to scan the logo of the dispensary and um, pull up the dispenser's menu. So they can create that con a deeper connection, deeper relationship with the consumers that are already buying their stuff, where their logo you know is already sitting right. on the coffee room table, and you could just scan make an order right from there. You don't have to leave your smartphone and it's no typing or Googling involved. Very cool, let's check it out. So why don't we dive in here, the idea. So just standard iOS app here, right? Yep, this one is an iOS. We've also got support for Android as well. So we just got a camera so far and then we're yep. gonna get a container, a little label here. Yep, so this is one of, uh, you know, in addition to adding this functionality to dispensary logos, we also have a catalog of over 800 strain symbols that we make available to dispensaries. So if they wanna add uh, labels like this to their products to add a little bit of you know, branding and uh, polish to their presentation, they can use it. So for the example. It was fast. I mean, it was really fast. Okay, now we've got some info here. So it, it duplicates the label. So we make sure we're looking at the right one, right? Right. And then it says 50-50 here. So does that mean it's a hybrid? That's the that's right. idea there. Berry Calm. So that's a little bit of the flavor profile. 
plus the way it makes you feel, correct? That's right. Where does that data come from? So that data came from, you know, we've been operating in stealth for uh, about a year and a half now, and we've been going to a lot of different sources of data, trying to do our own independent research, validating things, but it's come from a very, very uh, extensive research process. We go to, you know, over 15 different trusted authorities, from seed banks to public websites to grower forums, and we try to find the best information um, and the most validated data that we can start putting in to the information we're giving to consumers. Got it. And so there's a little description of what this is, sort of the genealogy, blueberry and super silver haze. Obviously, this information could be whatever the dispensary sure. wants to include. This Absolutely, the yeah, they can customize their story. And then maybe the most exciting part here is that it says eighth $40, so there's that direct <laughs> e-commerce loop. Yeah. We can just buy right there, right? Exactly, yeah. Very cool. So with one click, you could hold it up, hit that buy button, and it would send a delivery request over to your favorite dispensary. They'll be alerted to the fact that you're running low or, you know, heaven forbid you're already out and yep. you need some more immediately. So it'll, it'll place that order, order for you directly. There's no need to, uh, to call or go online. It's as simple as picking up your empty package. Very, very cool. Now, if only we could actually pay in the app and use credit cards, <laughs> it would be super right, simple. Yeah, but, but that's it's a, a story world. for another episode. Yep. Um, very cool. So this is kind of a basic technology. It seems like it works really, really well. Dream with me here. I mean, what else could we include with this with scannable scannable labels? Well, so, you know, we, we call these different screens the, a, a digital action. So the action that we have here is we can look at the product, we can decide if we want to buy any more of it, but um, we're building out different cards that you can swipe to. So each card, this one would allow you to buy, but from here, if you decide that you, you want to review it as well, you could just hold it up, swipe over, and put in your review. So it makes that review process and feedback cycle a lot more accessible. You could do loyalty programs. Um, we're working to gamify different scans so that we encourage people to explore different products. We'll remember what they've scanned and what they've reviewed or enjoyed and we'll reward them with uh, digital icons and, and other Very virtual cool. goods. Very cool. We were also just talking briefly about some maybe like influencer marketing here too, right? You could have someone famous that really likes this strain pitching it or even your friends, you know, how many of your friends have scanned this image before. There's so many endless options here. Um, so you kind of have two different sides of this, right? There's the technology that you're going to license to to dispensaries, right? And then there's sort of the data portion and the platform that you're building. Can you talk a little bit more like behind the scenes, what you're collecting and, and all that good stuff? Oh, sure. Well, what we're trying to do is give, give everybody in the ecosystem more meaningful data. So for consumers, if, if you've scanned or purchased Blue Dream a lot, um, it may be that you want to swipe over and see some things that are very similar or uh -huh. that we might recommend. So based on what we know of your order history, based on the things that you scan and are typically interested in, we can make some uh, intelligent recommendations about what other things you might enjoy. And this is valuable data for dispensaries as well because we can also help communicate to them through the uh, form of anonymous user data um, what people tend to scan and then buy versus just scan, pass over, find something else that they then buy. Mm. And so we can help them respond to what their customers are actually doing, what they're enjoying, what they're buying, and then they can stock their inventory more appropriately. Got it, yeah, inventory as well as just more happy customers, right? They have a better idea of what they're getting ahead of time 
I don't know if they're returns or thing in canvas industry anyway, but right. maybe you just get some complaints. <laughs> that's, right. that's what I hear anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's also this really interesting angle that you were telling me about, about the way that the accounting works in dispensaries and how uh, MyStrain kind of fits into that. Can you talk a, a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's really exciting. Um, we've been forming relationships with point of sale providers. They're POS for shorts. And uh, it's not a piece of shit. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I suppose, yeah, it like depends on POS customer <laughs> satisfaction, right? But yeah, you know, we, we've been able to partner with them and a really intriguing um, exchange that we're able to have is that you know, we benefit and dispensaries benefit when they're able to easily push their menus onto the platform. So we make it free for dispensaries to post their menu because that's not really our value proposition. Right. We, we like the smart labels. Yep. So on the MyStrain website, they can push their whole menu for free if the POS is partnered with us. And that makes it very easy for us to send that same product data back to them. Okay. And because we've already got that, um, that close integration, with their technology, when we send those order requests to them, they feed it through their normal channels. It gets invoiced as a, as a normal order. Um, it goes to a dispatcher who knows to send out a delivery driver. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that closer relationship allows us to kind of um, expand the scope of their services because now suddenly their clients are able to receive online orders sure. and deliveries. And um, you know we're able to help out um, by facilitating that, mainly through these these scannable labels. Yeah, no, very, very interesting. And then there's an additional portion about 280E and sort of the cost of goods sold there, right? I mean, that's yes, an interesting that's, angle that you told me about a little bit Absolutely, too. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a, a, a technical point, but you know, the cannabis space is very unique. We, we see application for this technology beyond cannabis products, and it's kind of important to note that this, uh, this pattern recognition system that we're using, it doesn't only work for MyStrain labels or, uh, or participating uh, dispensaries. We're able to recognize existing products that are out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, an example, although we're not uh, talking with them, Chiba Chews right now, we would be able to train the system to see them and spark these same kinds of digital actions. So Got it's it. not only in cannabis, we could do it with Fruit Loops, but right now the cannabis space is so special because of packaging. For them, they can't write anything off other than the cost of goods sold. And typically those only come down to the, the packaging itself, the, the plastic bottle or the mylar bag that you're putting it in, and then the label itself, as well as the goods inside. Yeah. So they're very, it's a very, very limited universe of things um, that they can write off. But by giving them label enhancements, this is kind of bringing in some benefits of a technology platform, marketing, online ordering, but we're anchoring it to the label. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing that dispensaries can consider doing is seeing if this qualifies for a 280E um, write-off as a cost of goods sold. It's a digital layer that's added to the label, but in the same way that you might be able to add a 17-page flipbook to your label, you know, it's gonna cost quite a bit more than just the normal sticker, Right. but that extra Flipbook, the features that it adds, um, because it factors into the cost of goods sold, those features become something that you can write off. And the way that we see it is that these digital layers that get added to the labels, it's a way of building in all of these services that normally would be outside of the reach of 280E, being able to access those yep. through this, uh, this solution. It's a great sales kicker. 
<laughs> it can be, yeah. Right? For I mean, just at the end, just to be like, oh, by the way, you can write this part off. That's got to be mind blowing yeah, for some people. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a really really new uh, concept. You know, I uh, I see a lot of sur surprise when when we try to propose the concept, talk to dispensaries about it, because once they realize that this is an enhancement to their existing labels, it's it's a proposition they they've never considered before. Yep. You know, so uh, it takes them. Off, off guard a lot of times you know they, they, they do want to learn more and see some of the features but it is a good invitation to further conversation yeah no it's it's very very cool I mean you mentioned that your goal is to be much bigger than cannabis at some point right I mean it's a sizable retail segment uh, but in addition to that there's any number of things that the technology could be applied to you're in the canopy class right now when you interviewed for canopy how much is that part of the, the equation? Like, this is going to be bigger than cannabis at some point. Well, you know, we, we came to Canopy for a reason, yeah. chose the cannabis space for a reason. The 280E uh, consideration is a very special one. Yeah. But, you know, the, the other considerations are that uh, cannabis is in need of a bit of a PR improvement mm -hmm. and helping to improve labels. It makes sense to start there, yeah. um, you know, it, as an overall value proposition. but. Canopy has been a terrific and tremendous opportunity in terms of helping us to accelerate and focus uh, this technology, really challenging us to find the best application for it, the leanest, most efficient way for us to execute. Um, so it's been a, a fantastic experience, and I think uh, cannabis is is still the best place to launch something like yeah, this. Yeah, very cool. So you're almost done with Canopy, which has got to be a little bittersweet. I'm sure it's been fun to be in the program for a little while. But you're pitching uh, at the ArcView event next week in Las Vegas. Good luck with that. That's uh, very cool. Are you ready to go? Are you ready for the pitch? Yeah, we're going to have uh, a bit of a, a demo day in Vegas, and then there's a road show following that. So it's not going to be the, the end of the road with that. Um, again. Pitching and presentation is one of the things that Canopy has done a wonderful job mm. in concentrating our attention on is something that's fundamentally important mm. for a startup. Mm. You know, that's the, your first opportunity for a conversation with investors. So they've, uh, they've worked with us a lot. Um, I feel much better now than I did 10 weeks ago. Did you have we'll prior pitching experience at all? Um, you know, I, I can't say that I've pitched a lot of companies. Uh, I did have one startup before this, but I'd say that I've probably pitched more to juries. I've been a district attorney for I want to touch on that while. briefly because yeah. it's fascinating. Tell the story uh, just of how you got into cannabis, how you got excited about it. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't follow uh, the maybe the standard model for the space. I was a district attorney in Stanislaus County uh, in the Central Valley. Um, I had a pretty naive um, experience base with cannabis before okay. that, and then suddenly I was in a place where cannabis dispensaries were being prosecuted. You know, you'd look at the files. I would take a look at them as a, an, a former equity analyst, so I would be—I had the opportunity to kind of look through their financials mm. and uh, think about whether they were making a profit or not. And in many cases, the numbers were extraordinary. I mean, it's clearly a business that's doing very well and at, at the time you know the community that I was living in uh, like many communities in California they were struggling economically so there was a little bit of a conversation there um, that I would try to have with some people about you know what's the best way to treat an industry like this where obviously there are some legal concerns but tremendous business opportunity and a lot of the kickback that I was able to to see in law enforcement is that 
dispensaries just are not presenting themselves as legitimate businesses. And when you come in with the eyes of law enforcement on these businesses, even if they're operating in total compliance, the fact that they have their products sitting in glass jars with duct tape, mm. you know, and handwritten label, it becomes very difficult from a PR standpoint to get over um, the stigma that's created by packaging. Yep. And so that, that conflict for me in terms of, all right, well, how do we try to make this business more presentable to communities that are understandably hostile and concerned with this really, you know, what they perceive to be a really low quality mm. um, or at least uh, minimally controlled industry. So the combination of me not knowing what all these different strains were and why they needed to have all these different labels combined with uh, my own sympathy for, you know, law enforcement who, who were challenging me to mm. um, Yeah, let me get this straight, this. just so it's clear. So you're working for the DA, helping to prosecute uh, dispensaries that are making money or entities that are not supposed to be making money, and you take a look at the financials and say, shit, this is actually a really good opportunity. I got to get involved. That's the basically how it went down, right? Well, yeah, you know, I can't say that, you know, I, I had the opportunity to see the numbers and, and I did want to get involved. Trying to find that best solution, uh, I, I did think about it for a little while and it didn't come until a little bit later, but eventually, you know, what, what clicked for me was just that um, there is a need here. It's a high growth business, a high growth industry, and um, I didn't see anybody else doing it. Yep. You know, e even people who were using the sort of generic labels that were available, even when you see that in a file with a dispensary, you know, uh, that's under investigation or something like that, you need something better. And I didn't see anything better. As a naive consumer, I didn't understand all of these hundreds of different strains, you know, Granddaddy Purple, Blue Dream, those were all things that I... That's oh, very confusing. If you yeah. if you don't have a long history in the cannabis industry, they're crazy names and they have little or nothing to do with what they actually do to you, how they actually affect you, right? Yeah, yeah, and the fact that, you know, you can go into a soda aisle and you can scan really quickly for, you know, Coca-Cola, where's red and white? You know, uh, if I want, you know, Pepsi, then you look for that, that familiar blue and, and red and white. But for cannabis, it was never like that. As a confused consumer, every single time, I tried to put myself into the position of someone coming into a dispensary for the first time and I saw the, the um, difficulty that uh, the, the industry has with that. Even if I knew what I was looking for, I wouldn't be able to find it with, with that labeling. So labels became a natural place for me just given sure. that I... Your own need. Yeah, I needed Solved to do your it. your own need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I also just understood that... Some of the best that companies, that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So you got your pitch in Vegas next week, then the road show then Canopy will be effectively over for you. What's after that? What's next? Well, you know, the next steps are that we're excited to be expanding. We're, uh, we're looking at some follow-up funding already and um, moving forward with some of the extra features that I've already, already shared, but we're really excited to build those out, complete some of the partnership integrations. And once that's done, we would like to start working with brand makers directly and start expanding features for them as well. So it's not just dispensaries. And Who's PLSs. like your ideal target? Who do you really want to work with? Oh gosh, you know, well, I don't want to tip my hand. That that might be a trade <laughs> secret, just so that they don't All know right. for negotiations. All right, I won't <laughs> how put badly you on the spot I'd there. like to, you know, yeah, try to get something to work. 
Well, Chris has been fascinating stuff. Thanks so much for sharing it with us. I wish you the best of luck. It really is rad, guys. I just did it. It's pretty cool to scan something and learn all about cannabis. Nothing like this exists in the cannabis industry. So good luck in Vegas next week. And uh, thanks so much. It was really Thank fun, you. man. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.